Cast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome, I'm Kathy Zaka. Hi, I'm Susan Offen. And I'm Laura Potter. And we're your hosts today for Pure Truth. We want to welcome you to our podcast, and thank you for listening. Today, we will be discussing faith and what it means to us and to God. And our scripture for today is Hebrews 11.1. Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. All right, that was good. Here we go. So what is faith? The Bible gives us the best definition of faith in Hebrews 11.1, which Laura just read to us. I'm going to read it again really quick. It says, now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. And the dictionary definition of faith is unquestioning belief. To me, faith is all of those things. You know, I had unquestioning belief in some things. I was sure in what I hoped for in some areas of my life. I was certain of some of the things that I didn't see. But mm-hmm. God doesn't want some faith. He wants He wants us to trust in Him in every single area of our lives. Right. Yeah. And because I had faith in some things, it caused me to fail in my faith a lot of times when I was tested. But I also can say that I had faith as small as a mustard seed, and it has grown exponentially over the years. How about you guys? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Beautiful thing. God has brought me through so much, and I've learned to trust and have faith in Him over even the smallest of things. In Luke 17, 5 through 6, it says, the apostles were speaking to the Lord, and they said, show us how to increase our faith. The Lord answered, if you had faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, may you be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. And as small as a mustard seed, guys, that's tiny. Mm-hmm. But yes. we have to start somewhere, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Faith is believing without seeing. Yes, it is. I think we all heard this statement many times, but what is the truth to it? Yeah. Faith is a gift given to us by God. He plants the desire to seek Him and get to know Him in our hearts and believe He is our Creator and true Father. Right. Hebrews thirteen eight. Faith to me is believing Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. God is the same God in the Old Testament, New Testament, and today. My faith is based on reading the Word and allowing the Word to download His revelation and transform me continually. By reading the Word, I can be a witness to all God has done for me and His people, all through time. That's right. He never gives up on us. Right. One out of endless examples is when He parted the Red Sea for the Israelites to pass through just when they thought they were going to be wiped out by oh, the Egyptians. Man, right? be here for that. That'd have been I amazing. know. In turn, I also can remember all the things he's done for me in my lifetime, especially during times of doubt and confusion when my faith was being tested the most. For example, I think I've mentioned before on a podcast, going through a difficult financial time when there was no job opportunity for my husband for around a year. We waited, we got by, and a teaching opportunity arose for me that got us through the worst part. This also provided an opportunity for me to use my skills and grow in my responsibility. Yeah, 
that's good. Mm-hmm. It was. You don't think so at the time, but yeah, it works out. He, he helps us. It. He yep. just gets you through it. Faith is stepping out into new territory while being afraid doing it. It's being willing to go regardless of knowing the outcome. I've been prompted or nudged by the Holy Spirit to try new experiences and felt stronger for going through them. Mm-hmm. For example, I spent many seasons in, in Worship Team Academy frightened of speaking or singing in front of anyone. Can't imagine that, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> However, I love music, and I felt if I was singing about God's goodness, I would succeed in just trying. Mm-hmm. In turn, I learned a lot about how much goes into worship team music as well as singing. I met great people, and I had to overcome my fear and get out of my comfort zone. Yeah, that's hard. It is. The process alone helped me grow spiritually, especially in my faith. Yeah. You know, growing up in my family that was immersed in ministry, and, you know, being surrounded by God's Word and hearing testimonies of others' others faith stories gave me an early head start on my faith journey. And we didn't have many extras in our family. Our family, you know, pretty much lived on a very small pastoral salary. And there were five kids in my family. (laughs) And everything had to be stretched. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It had to be stretched out so that we could make it from paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, lots of hand-me-downs. Yeah. Yeah. Boxes of old clothes given to us that became new to us. (laughs) That's right. And homemade clothes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to talk about that. No. (laughs) My mom sewed a lot of my clothes. (laughs) Yeah. I think we all experienced that. I, I remember back when I was growing up and my dad would buy, he'd go out and buy a gallon of, a whole, of whole milk, right? And then he would mix it with carnation powdered instant milk, you know, to make do, two gallons of milk. Gotta stretch it. Right. Oh. But my parents, you know, they were ahead of the game because that bit pretty much made 2% milk. So, you know, it was before it became a thing. Yeah. Yep. So all I knew was that it helped stretch our budget. That's right. And there were times, you know, when we didn't even have enough money to pay the bills, especially like unexpected doctor bills or dentist visits. And, you know, there were times when we didn't have money to pay them. And I remember time after time, my parents would pray and God would always provide the money for each bill, whether it was through, you know, someone giving us extra cash for my dad performing a wedding or funeral or an anonymous check stuck in the mailbox or even someone telling my dad that God told him, you know, to give him a certain amount of money, and it was the exact amount of money that we needed for the bills. Like God oh, always provided for our needs. He's just so good. Yeah. Yes. And I've seen God restore my own parents' marriage and marriages of others because they just trusted in God to give them the love that they needed for each other, and it, and it gave them a love that they never even had before. Yeah. Wow. And I heard story after story of lives that were changed and transformed because you know, they just simply put their full trust and faith in, in a God that they couldn't see with their human eyes, but greatly felt in their hearts. Yeah. And it changed their lives. So they see the evidence, you know, of the of their faith. Right. right. And I've I've heard stories of miracle healings in other people's bodies and I've even received mir- miraculous healing for myself when I was wow. about sixteen. You'll have to share that sometime. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there are many times when, you know, for example, my car would break down, you know, and I, I swear angels would come in human form to, to my rescue. Yeah. Because <laughs> like one time I was driving and I was on my way to Chicago up to Wisconsin to see my husband's college graduation. And I was driving in the far left lane of a six lane highway. Oh. And my right front tire blew oh, out. No. Yeah. Causing me, I have to go to the left shoulder, you know, of the highway. Right. And as soon as it blew out, I immediately shouted out to God and I said, 
God, please help me. God, please help me. God, please. I mean, I'm like just crying and yes. pulling the car over at the same time as it's just shaking yeah. like, cra- like crazy. You know how it is when you have a blowout. Right. Yeah. And there were no such thing as cell phones back then, you know, and I was miles away from walking to a place, you know, for my dad to help me. And my dad had trained me on how to change a tire. So I carefully got out of my car while there's cars whizzing behind me. And I got out my spare and the tools needed to change the tire. And I started to take off the lug nuts. And I couldn't seem to get them off. And I thought, man, they must be rusted on there. So I put the tire iron on the bolts. And I decided I'd stand on it, put my whole weight on it to get them, you know, just to loosen up. And the cement median, you know, that divided the highway from the northbound and the southbound. I'm not sure how this man saw me, but he did. And he climbed over the top of the cement median. Oh, my goodness. That's dangerous. Going the opposite way. Right? Yeah, it's dangerous, but that was really nice. Yeah. And he, he pulls his car over on his left shoulder, climbs over, and comes over to help me change my tire. Wow. And I get really nervous because there's all kinds of crazy people in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and I just you just never know what to expect. That's Nowadays right. you just sit in your car, you put your hood up so that somebody knows that you need help, right? Yeah. right. But anyway, so I was gonna do it myself. I was gonna change it. <laughs> But the man told me that he was there to help me change my tire, and he wanted me to stand back away from the car and the traffic, let him do it for me, right? So I agreed, and I stood silent, you know, while he was changing it, and I, you know, he couldn't understand why the bolts were so tight on the rim on there, (laughs) and I told him what I was doing. And then I, he realized I had been turning them right instead of oh, left. No. <laughs> so, you know, righty-tighty, lefty-loosey. Oh, I, I never forgot that after that incident. <laughs> I'll never forget. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he finally figured it out, and he, he was, like, getting it all loosened up. You know, he got the bolts done, and he started to change the tire. And then he started to ask me, you know, he, he started to talk to me, and I, I'm just standing there, and he says, are you a Christian? I said, yes, yes, I am. (laughs) And it was like, you know, my whole demeanor changed and I immediately felt relieved, you know, that he wasn't going to murder me. (laughs) But, you know, he told me that that as soon as he saw me trying to change the tire, God spoke to him and told him to pull over and help me change it. That's so cool. I I was seriously amazed. Like, I needed help and God came to my rescue immediately. And I never forgot that incident, and it built my faith even stronger than just hearing somebody else's story secondhand, but now I was hearing, you know, I was experiencing it firsthand, and it was personal and real for myself. And I've got so many more stories I could share like this one, where God just came to my rescue and provided for all of my needs. I mean, I have lived a life of trusting in the Lord for everything, and not once has He ever stopped, you know, ever dropped the ball on me because... Or, or caused me to waver in my faith. Yeah, You know, 1 Thessalonians 5.24 says, God will make this happen, for he who calls you is faithful, and he has proven himself faithful to me over and over and over yeah. again. You know, I think we've all got some great stories to tell. We would love for you guys to email us. If you have a good faith story that God came oh, yeah. yes. to rescue you, email us, Pure, Pure Truth Podcast 3. It's testimony. Right? right? At gmail.com. We'd love to hear it. I've got many stories myself that God came to my rescue mm-hmm. when I needed it the most. If you've listened to some of our podcasts, you'll know that about seven years ago, my husband and I struggled in our finances mm-hmm. because we lost our business. It was a small business, but you know it was it was doing the job. We were we were doing really well, and there was one time that my husband's truck broke down. It was something in his engine. I don't remember exactly what. 
uh, and we didn't have the money to get it fixed. And that meant my husband couldn't work. So I prayed and I asked the Lord to please provide because we just didn't know what else to do. You know, well, what do you do? You don't have the finances and you, you've already been asking other people for help. What do you do? You pray. Well, the next day, one of our pastors at the church we were attending came over to check on us. And I was honest with him. You know, I broke down. I was crying. And he pulled out his wallet and said, the Lord told me to bring this to you today. It was $1,000 in cash. Wow. Wow. I don't know how he knew, other than the Lord had to have told him. Yeah. And my husband's truck cost around $985 and some change to get it fixed. And we didn't know that until we took it to the shop. So, But God knew. Wow. He brought that money to us before... We even had had the estimate of what it's going to cost. I mean, nobody walks around with a thousand dollars. Well, some people might. I know, not me, not pastors. I know, right? No. <laughs> right. And and you know, the money that the pastor gave us came from his own personal finances. Wow. He just wow. the Lord placed us on his heart, and he answered that. That was an act of faith too. It was yes. for him mm-hmm. he, to to sow that seed and right. get it back, you know, tenfold and some. And I was just blown away at the goodness of God. Yeah. It was one of many stories, and it was my faith that carried me through that really difficult time. It affected me greatly so much that I wrote two books about faith. And I've talked about it before, but the first book I wrote was um, it's called S O F T, which is an acronym for Standing on Faith Together. And this book goes into great detail that little word called faith. I go into great depth on what it means, our struggles when we are tested, and we will be tested in our faith. Right. Yes. You know why faith is so important and what God's ex- what His expectations are where faith is concerned. In my book, I wrote, "Faith is the key to your eternal future with God. It is imperative for you to grasp how important faith is to God. It's mandatory for your salvation." Jesus mentions lack of faith several times in the Bible. And it's hard for us to believe in something we don't see with our own eyes, so we struggle in our faith because of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Our relationship with God starts with our faith in Him, and it's a journey. Faith is a journey. And He grows our faith along the way. This journey takes us deeper into the wonders of God, and it builds as we face trials in our life. Faith is necessary, absolutely necessary for us to have a relationship with God. In Mark eleven twenty three, Jesus says, Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Faith transforms you into a new person. In 2 Corinthians five seventeen says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The new has come. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm pretty sure we all feel like new creations since we began our spiritual journey. Yeah. yeah. Do you not? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, totally transformed. Thank you, God. Right. I, I agree. He, we have totally been transformed, and, and uh, God's good. He's just mm-hmm. so good. And still transforming. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever stop. No. no. I'm, I'm okay <laughs> with that. I want him to continue to work on me. Right. Right. You know, once we believe in God, our faith is activated. And God will continue to grow it. First Peter 1, 3-7 says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by His great mercy that we have been born again, because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation, and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by His power until you receive this salvation which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. 
though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. I love this verse. That's so cool. I love it. It's packed with so much encouragement. Mm -hmm. As we're being refined in the fire, our faith is growing stronger day by day. And our faith to God is is, is far more precious than gold. Our faith pleases Him. God showed me how important my faith was to him during the many trials I've gone through in my life. And I was always trying to figure things out on my own. You know, have we all done that? Yeah. I think you figured it out, you know. And when he didn't answer the prayers, my prayers, the way I wanted him to, I'd get pretty mad. My way. Yeah. My way, Lord. (laughs) I know what's best for me. I hadn't learned that his ways are much better than my ways. And I hadn't learned to completely trust in him. He had to show me. And he did. Many, many times. Yeah, you know, we, we, we think it should be done our way because we kind of project into the future how it's going to turn out. Right. But we don't know how it's going to turn out. God does. Right. So when it doesn't turn out our way, it's because he's showing us a better way. Yes. The yeah. way well, of Yahweh. <laughs> or he has yeah. something better for us. Right. You right. know, that we think we, we've got it all figured out, but God sees the path that we're going to go down. He knows whether it's going to succeed, whether it's mm-hmm. going to fail, if it's going to take us far away from him, if it's going to hurt, hurt people us or harm us. Right. 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 He knows what's better. So we just have to trust in that. Right. And he birthed faith deep in my heart, and it continued to grow until it poured out of my heart, soul, and body. And he began to show me how important faith and unity were if we put them together. So Matthew 18, 19, I'm sorry, chapter 18, verse 19 and 20, it says, or Jesus says, If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. That's so good. You know, my heart is for God's people to unite together or stand on faith together so we can eradicate the evil in this world. It's so important that we Mm. unite. We're better, we are smarter, and we're stronger when we stand on faith together. We can change the world by doing it together, uniting in faith and doing it together. Mm -hmm. You know? That's right. Yeah. The righteousness of God comes into our lives by faith. Yeah, you're right. Right. In order for us to believe in something, we have to know that there is something to believe in. The entire spirit world operates by faith, not just God's world. That's right. Bill Johnson wrote, for instance, fear is the manifestation that we have faith in the wrong kingdom. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. When we believe something is going to go wrong, we have given our faith to the enemy. Yeah. By doing this, we have just empowered the one that Jesus disarmed at the cross. Mm. Wow. When we believe in God, we empower the Holy Spirit and the angels to bring about his will. If we've been taught that after receiving Christ, we are still sinners, we will still struggle with trying to do the right thing because we have put our faith in our ability to fail instead of work on the, his work on the cross. It's, that's so good. I just This is so profound. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. We can spend the rest of our lives living under the curse of our old name, sinner, or instead the saints that we are, co-seated with Christ. Yeah. We are saints, holy believers, and Christians, which means we're little Christ's. When the Father looks at us, He sees the image of the Son He loves. Ah, that's beautiful. Is that not good? So yeah. good. And just, it, again, it's because, you know, even in, when you've been raised in church, you put more emphasis on the sin and you're a sinner. And yeah. it's almost like, poor me. I'm always going to be this way. I'm stuck. You know, it's that dra- downtrodden thought process. Yeah. Yet what we need to be doing is elevating our thinking. Yeah. You know, and that's just, that's so good. Well, and you said it was Bill Johnson. What's the name of the book? Yeah, I got this from the book, The Supernatural Ways of Royalty by okay. Bill Johnson and Chris Fiaton. 
Viatune? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to have to get that because that sounds great. Great book. Yeah. So Ephesians 2.6 reads, He made you alive together with Christ and raised you up with Christ, the exalted one. And you ascended with him into glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. You are now co-seated as one with Christ. Amen. Amen. Love that. Another scripture references Ephesians 8, 8 through 10. For it's by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It's a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. That's good. It is. And you know, the disciples walked with Jesus. They had firsthand experience and knowledge of him. They could actually physically hug him or hear his, him breathe, cry, or laugh joyfully. Yet they too wavered in faith. Right. Their natural minds couldn't at times understand what was happening in the moment or what was next. He responded to them at various times by asking them about their faith, even after witnessing multiple miracles that he performed. Mm. For example, when Jesus got into the boat, his disciples followed him. Suddenly there was a violent storm came up on the sea, so that the boat was engulfed by the waves. But Jesus was sleeping. I'm sure he was probably exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He did a lot. He did. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us, we're perishing. Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. He then got up and rebuked the wind and waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. Yeah. Another example would be Doubting Thomas. Oh, yeah, that's good. Right? Yeah. Thomas was the apostle who wasn't present when Jesus came, so the other disciples told him, we've seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Yeah. A week later, the disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, because he knew all about Thomas already, Put your finger here, see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Yeah. Um, Can you imagine living back in those times? You know? Yeah. No, right I now, couldn't. It's, we, it's by faith. We believe that Jesus exists by faith. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Son of God. But seeing him with your own eyes, yeah. I mean, wow. Yes. You know? And even then, it's so amazing to me that even then, he was there in the flesh and people still did not fully understand what he was doing, why he was here, and what he did for us on the cross. Mm-hmm. You know, even even yeah. then, they, he was in the flesh. Yes. Of course, you've seen him in heaven. Yeah. You know. Whew, I've seen the holes in his hands. I don't think I've ever told you all that. Wow. I don't think holes. you have. Yeah. I have. No. I've seen his, the holes in his hands. Yeah. And that's does that amazing. help you identify that that's Jesus, or do you see oh, him and know that I that's did, Jesus? I don't think I saw the holes in his hands to probably the 20th time I'd seen him. I, I, I just knew you know. Right. I've said that You just before. have an understanding. When you're in heaven, you know. You right. know who everybody is there. Right. One of these mm-hmm. days I'll have to tell you the story about, um, I was sitting there and, and there was a campfire and uh, Jesus was there. And I was like, you have fire in heaven, Jesus? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> everything, everything on earth manifested first in heaven. Right. You know, it's here on earth as in heaven. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to introduce you to my friend. And it was Job. Okay. Oh. Job and I. And Jesus sat and had a conversation. I'll have to tell you about it someday. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Because, you know, there's just one book talks about Job and his struggle. Yeah. Right? Uh, his victories and struggle. 
but yeah. you don't know, you know that much, right? And you know how he struggled, but that's about it. Yeah. So to get him to meet him yes. like that, it's that's pretty, pretty wild. Uh, it's pretty cool. But yeah, you just know. I just you just know when you're. Scared. I get that because I in dreams right. I just know things. Yeah. And I can't explain it. Right. I just know it's inner just, knowing. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Go ahead. Um, I th- yeah, I was just going to say, I think that many of us can relate to this passage. We feel we need proof in order to believe and have faith. Right. By taking a look at my life, I can see plenty of proof that Jesus has picked me up and carried me on my walk my, or my spiritual journey. Those times and experiences are the holes in his hands from the nails and wound in his side. They remind me of who he is, a wonderful savior and loyal friend who will never leave or forsake me. Yeah. Faith is trust in God. Doing this podcast, as I've mentioned, was a great leap of faith, yeah. especially when right. I <laughs> do not like speaking in front of others. Yeah. <laughs> I kept thinking, you'll get there. <laughs> I kept thinking, why me, Lord? Yeah, I could have come up with a million reasons of my own not to follow through. However, the Holy Spirit kept nudging me to move forward and trust, even though I didn't know what the future was holding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I've had to. You know, about 19 years ago, in 2003, I had been asking God, you know, what He wanted me to do for a career, and God spoke to me in my prayer time one morning and told me I was going to write, and I was going to write a book. He even showed me the cover of the book, the title, everything, and I believed Him wholeheartedly, and I've never doubted any word that He's spoken to me, but when He first spoke that to me, I thought, okay, let's go, God, I'm ready to write, and I'd never even dreamed of being a writer, like that wasn't ever in my my thoughts, yeah. like this podcast. I never even dreamed of doing this podcast. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> well, you know, when I first met you, and I don't know if I've ever told you this either, but I, I, I just saw it on you. I saw that you were a writer. I saw that there were, you were different. I, you just reminded me of myself. Hmm. And I don't think until we kind of got formally introduced and we started talking about it that I just I was like, yeah, she's, she's going to be an author. She's gonna be, there's going to be some books coming out. When I began to explain to Kathy when we first met how God gave me things, and I said He calls me His scribe, she's like, "What? I'm you know, scribe too? Yeah, because we we both never really fit the mold of being into a writer's group yeah, or things like that. that. It's like we tried it, it, just didn't work. That's not how we receive, or you just know. Unique. Yeah, and We're so it's just to really put yourself cool. in a box. Right, you know, right. I didn't, I didn't fit in that box. Me so neither. I, right. I jumped out really quick. <laughs> <laughs> we we made our own box. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so yeah, it it was just you know that knowing of we're receiving the same way, so we had that in common. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so connected us right we away. And Susan awesome. was shortly after that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So you know, I again, I've never dreamed of being a writer, and you know, but God was telling me that this is what I was supposed to do. So I did the first thing I, I knew to do is to take some classes. Yeah. And so I took some, they're called CEU, you know, classes, which is continuing education units. Okay. So it's not college credit, but it's just for self-education. Right. And so I took those at like our, our local community college and, you know, how to be a writer. I took inspirational writing courses and things like that. And God started to give me words to write down. Like I would hear a few words over and over and I thought, to myself, you know, I better write those down. And as soon as I wrote it, I was like, I had to be faithful to yeah. write the first line down. And once I did, all the rest of the words just came pouring out like yeah, water. We've talked about that too. It's similar for me when I'm in that, you know, that intimate time with God and, and He gives me a word 
and it goes into a sentence and you immediately just know to grab your pen and your journal. Right. And it just flows. Yeah. So we were similar in that too. Yeah. Because we've trained pretty, ourselves to do that did. now. It's pretty cool. <laughs> you know. So yeah, I'd, I'd write several pages, you know, of words and stuff. And, and most of the time that what he was giving me back then were poems. And they were written in like rhyming verse. Yeah. And I'd never written poetry in my life ever, you know. But, you know, this was truly a miraculous thing for me. Yeah. You know, only poetry I'd written was roses or red, violets or blue, you know, <laughs> for my mom on Mother's Day or yeah. something, you know. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, later I, after I had done some writing and stuff from the classes and things, I met this guy at church and he was telling me that, you know, he worked for a, a community newspaper and wrote, you know, for the religious column. And he asked if I had anything to write. And I said, yeah, I could send you something. And, you know, so I sent him something. Well, he published it that week. I was like, What? <laughs> wow you know thing. i was like okay and he asked if i had more and so i submitted another one the next week you know and shortly after that though he qu- had quit his job and he moved away so i lost that you know connection to him yeah. with the newspaper and it's been a long journey of writing you know sometimes i take long periods of time where i just didn't write anything at all yeah. you know i wasn't inspired and yeah. i was in a different place then in 2020 i began asking god what was on his heart each day and when I did, I heard him speak to me, and I'd pick up my journal, and I'd write the words like we were talking about. Yeah. And it would come to me just like the poems did in years past. I'd hear the first line, I'd sit down and write it down, and then God would just give me pours. pages of words, right? Pours. And sometimes after all, when you're done, I don't even realize what I'm writing sometimes. Right. Sometimes it just flows, and it's pages. Yeah. And you're like, wow. Right. Yeah. Like I mentioned before, I, I stopped one time. I said, God, you have so much to say. Yes. But then he told He's me, you know, it's because talking. his children aren't always listening. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, and hopefully more people will start listening like yes. this, you know. Yes. So I started filling up my journals and I asked God what he wanted me to do with all these messages. You know, he was giving me. I felt impressed that I should just, you know, publish them on my blog since I was receiving so many, so many words. Yeah. And he, he began, one day he called me, he said, I like when you sit next to me with your pen in your hand. Yeah. And you write down what I say. And he said, you're my scribe. Yeah. So I was like, awesome. He told, he called Kathy his prophet and I am his scribe. (laughs) So, you know, I just write down what's on his heart for each day. I ask him and he tells me and I write it down and that's what's published on my website entitled Manna from Heaven. And, you know, for all those years, I wondered why I hadn't written that book, you know, because it was back in 2003. That was 19 years ago. Yeah. But, you know, then it hit me. You can't write about what you don't know. Oh, that's so good. And it's so true. That is mm-hmm. true. Yeah. You know, and for all those years, he had been teaching me and training me and showing me things about having an intimate relationship with him and how to, you know, come to him each day and receive everything that I need. Each day when I go to him and spend time in prayer, he speaks to me and shares the things that are on his heart. And I get the honor and the privilege to write or describe his words, you know, for others to hear. Yeah. I wasn't ready to do that 19 years ago, but I, I've been taught and seasoned and made ready for this time, you know, that he wants me to write what was spoken to me all those years. And I'm, I'm working on compiling these words into a book, yep. you know, right now. Yeah. Um, the reason I'm sharing this story is because I had to believe and hold on to the words that God spoke to me in 2003. I've taken a lot of criticism over the years because, you know, I didn't produce a book right away after I shared, you know, what God told me. I said, I'm, God's going to tell me he's, I'm, I'm going to write this book. And people are like, okay. We're and they were waiting, waiting, they're waiting for it. it. But it takes <laughs> it's a, time. It's a discipline. Yeah. yeah. It, courage. Right. He was, transforming, 
shaping me into the mold that he wanted me yeah. to, to be in. And so, you know, many people think, um, you know, it's just supposed to happen an- instantly, but, you know, it's it doesn't happen like that. Right. And I really thought it was going to happen instantly, too, back then, honestly, yeah. you know, but yeah. I learned. <laughs> right. So becoming transformed in the likeness of God and maturing in my faith needed to take place first so that I could be entrusted to write about the things of God. Yeah. yeah his, his time isn't the same as our time. Right. Yeah. And that's true, you know. And it's important that we grow and mature in our faith, right? Right. In my second book, Standing on Faith Together in a Post-Pandemic World, I explain how personal and intimate our faith is with God. And I take you through the mustard seed parable, how our faith starts out small. And as we go through the different seasons, winter, spring, summer, and fall, you know, we're all growing in our faith all Mm -hmm. the time. When I was praying about writing this book, the Lord showed me the tree of life or the tree of living water. And it's a mature tree that produces good fruit, and he wants us to do the same thing. It starts out with the, you know, planting the seed underground. It starts with the roots; they go deep, you know, they they deeper and deep, deeper and deeper and deeper. And that's the way we are in Christ. We get grounded deeper and deeper and deeper, but we're also sprouting up and learning more and just maturing into that that full tree. And you know, the roots always go towards water. Yes, and the water the is like the water. word of God. That's what that tree of living water. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I write all about that in, in my books. So yeah, our faith starts as a seed; it grows through the many seasons, and He prunes us. I didn't like the pruning part. Right, <laughs> nobody likes the cutting no, off, no, but it's necessary. You know, we, we can't produce the good fruit unless we cut off the dead. So, right. He, you know, He prunes us; He cuts off the dead leaves and the limbs that are stopping our growth just as we do our, to our trees in the natural. And we grow until we become mature in our faith, producing good fruit for others. And you know, there are many men and women of faith in the Bible, and I, I talk about all these in my book as well. I'll give you different stories. And like scenarios. you said, Job. Job, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's my buddy now. Uh, Job, Noah, Abraham, Nehemiah, Moses, and Esther. There are just a few of them. Mm. And we need to understand how important our faith is to our Father. It's through our faith that He can perform miracles. It's through our faith that He answers prayers, right? Right, And our faith allows all of heaven to partner with us to overcome and destroy the enemy of this earth. So important. It is. For me, faith is believing no matter what. Like in Romans 8.28, God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose for them. Mm -hmm. Even when our senses and human understanding might be telling us no. Right. For me, faith is when I believe that living a year away from my family at 18 years old was going to be a worthwhile adventure. Where did you go, Susan? Venezuela. Wow. Yeah, I thought I was going to the beautiful beaches, (laughs) tropical, you know, and they sent me to the Andes Mountains. You had to be bold and courageous because I don't know if I could have done that at 18. Yeah. It was was a great adventure. Adventure, I was going to (laughs) say. It's an adventure. Yeah. I knew I had to trust in God's protection, pray for daily wisdom, encourage to learn a new language. Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. I did indeed have unexpected, dangerous experiences. However, I felt His presence through it all as I look back and remember. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Faith is believing I have a call to serve God and others, not because I feel I have to or need to so that I can earn brownie points from God and think I deserve His goodness for them. Rather, because I get to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get to co-partner with him to help further his kingdom and show others it's all for his glory. Right. Faith is believing God is with me all day long, even though I don't physically see him standing next to me yet. Amen. <laughs> like Not you yet. ladies. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Faith is knowing after I read the word, it will be actively working in me. I might not experience it right away, but the word becomes like a deposit in the bank. It's in me and living in me to do good works. 
I might even know how to handle a situation a month from now because his word gave me the wisdom. Yeah, right. that's good. Uh, also, faith is community for me. It's attending, uh, right? I believe yep. that, yeah. It's attending a Bible study and witnessing others' faith, especially in the leader. I hope you have a great one like mine, because we have a great Bible study leader. Yeah, we do. We love her. Yeah, she's We're good. blessed. <laughs> yes. It's walking away at the end of the stu- Bible study, feeling rejuvenated from spending time with other great believers who are committed to this journey called life with God. Mm-hmm. and sharing experiences with others through struggles, victories, trials, and triumphs. Faith is believing our nation is going to be restored to a new level of greatness under God's leadership and divine protection. Yep. It's a commitment to faithful prayer for our leaders. Yep. Yeah, we need to pray. <laughs> yes. Faith is unconditional love, God's love. He loves us regardless of anything we do. We cannot earn His love. He first loved us and created us. Yep. Faith is planting seeds in the spring, hoping they will soon blossom into beautiful flowers, which is evidence of our Creator. Mm-hmm. Faith in God is absolutely necessary to the Christian life. Yes. Consider how important the f- concept of faith is. In Ephesians 2, 8, 9, you are saved by faith. And in Corinthians 5, 7, walk by faith, not by sight. Right. Right. In other words, faith is the basis for our salvation and the means by which we live. If we are going to continue living free in Christ, we need to keep in mind three simple faith concepts, according to Neil T. Anderson in his book, Victory Over the Darkness. Mm -hmm. He says, faith depends on an object. The critical issue is what you believe or who you believe. That's good. And the second faith concept is how much faith you have is dependent upon how well you know the object of your faith. Right. Wow. So the more we know God, the more faith we'll have. That's right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. So when people struggle with their faith in God, it is not because their faith object has failed or it's insufficient. It's because they don't have a true knowledge, like you're saying, Laura, of God and mm-hmm. his ways. Yeah. They expect him to respond in a certain way or answer a prayer in a certain way, their way. Like you said, Kathy, my way, not his. And when he doesn't comply, they say, forget you, God. The problem is not with God. He is the perfect faith object. Faith in God fails only when people have a faulty understanding of him. If you want your faith in God to increase, you must increase your knowledge of him and relationship with him. Right. If you have little knowledge of God in his word, you will have little faith. If you have great knowledge of God in his word, you can potentially have great faith. That's right. Faith can't be pumped up by coaxing yourself. If only I could believe. If only I could believe. Right. You right. can believe because Absolutely. belief is a choice. Choose it. Yes. Yeah, we all have to make. Choose to have faith. Believing doesn't make God's word true. His word is true. Therefore, we believe it. Yeah. That's good. Whether we believe it or not, it's still true. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> right. Yep. And the third concept of faith is faith is an action word. Yeah. Yeah. According to the book of James, faith, if it has no works, is dead, being by itself. In other words, really believing will affect one's walk and one's talk. If we believe God in his words, we will live accordingly. Everything we do is essentially a product of what we have chosen to believe. Yeah, that's so good. That's really good information, Susan. Thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. And it's so true. Yeah. It is true. Yeah. You know, Hebrews chapter 11 is filled with examples of oh, people who yes. heard, you know, God tell them something. And they believed by faith that God would fulfill his promises to them, even if it wouldn't take place until well after they died and went to be with him in heaven. You know, to live, trust, and hope in God that he will do as he said he will do is to live a life that is totally satisfied by God himself. 
You know, God deposits faith in each and every one of us. And if we feel we don't have a lot, we can ask him for more and he'll give it to us. That's right. I trust him with my whole life and I take him at his word. He's a God of his word and he will not let you down if you decide to put your full trust and faith in him and let him take charge of your life. That's true. It's simple. You know, our relationship with God starts with our faith in him. It has to start with our faith first. Right. And it's faith as small as a mustard seed. And then we water it with God's word. Right, mm-hmm. and we continue to pray, seek His guidance, and that seed will continue to grow into a mature tree, which means we will produce good fruit for others and for ourselves. And during all of this, God will pour out His blessings on us because He loves us so much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to say here in closing that I want to share an encouraging word that Jesus gave me just a few days ago. This was on May the thirtieth, two thousand twenty-two. So as I was praying, Jesus invited me to come up to him, and I was in awe because the first thing that I saw was that I was high up on a mountain, and I could see these tall trees around me. These, these, these trees were tall and massive, and I'm always amazed at how nature reacts to Jesus when he's near. These trees would sway or lean towards him as he walked by, and the leaves were rustling because Jesus was near. They were, they were rustling to, I guess, to let Jesus know, we know you're here, and it was just made a beautiful sound. Hmm. He, he was so these there. trees were so tall. Were they like the redwood oh, trees I, that are massive? I think they were even bigger than that. Wow. I mean, I was so in awe. Like, I just kept looking up going, okay, okay. Like they're like, endless. I, I couldn't even see the tops of them. Wow. They were that wow. big. Wow. And the trunks were bigger than anything I've ever experienced wow. or seen. And so it was amazing, mm. you know. And, you know, we went to sit down close to the edge of a cliff. And you're not scared. I wasn't scared. You know, just you had no fear. When mm-hmm. you're with Jesus, you have nothing. Right. It's just joy and peace and love, all those things combined. Mm-hmm. And while we were sitting there, I saw a beautiful waterfall across from where we were sitting. It was on the other side, like across the mountain. Mm-hmm. And again, the grass that we were sitting on reacted to Jesus' presence. It's so cool. It looked and felt alive. Wow. So amazing. And as we sat, Jesus asked me, what's faith mean to you? And I replied, you know, so much. My faith has brought me through some really difficult times in my life. It helped me overcome sin. It brought me closer to you, Father, Jesus. And when I thought I couldn't take any more, when I was ready to give up, I would come to you and I'd beg for help. And I'll never forget the words you said to me. And they were, have faith. Mm-hmm. It's hard at first. It's frustrating. But I did. I chose to have faith. And those words encouraged me to hang on and to push through the trial or storm until it was over. And I learned to go deeper in my faith. Because every time I thought I was you know, through another trial, I, I, you know, I would just continue to hear the words, have faith. And I would just go deeper and deeper into it. It's like an onion. You know, I'd peel a layer off thinking I'd learned so much, mm-hmm. but then I realized there's just another layer. Oh, that's a good visual. Yeah, and there's so much depth to faith. And when I thought I could go on, my faith in you is what held me together. And Jesus nodded and he said, faith seems like a mystery to so many. And yes, there is so much depth to it. But all my children need to do is have faith as small as a mustard seed. It's just that little bit. And once it's planted in your heart, it begins to grow. We see the seed, talking about Him, the Father, the Holy Spirit. They see the seed, and, and it brings joy for us to watch that seed grow into maturity. Mm. And He said, I, you know, there's a few things I want you to know about faith. Faith brings life, and fear brings death. Right. It's better to walk in faith than fear. Faith takes you deeper into a relationship with me. It allows me to bring light into your life. Faith dispels the darkness. Faith brings revelation of things you need in your life. Faith allows me to show you how much I love you. 
Faith will elevate your life. Faith shows the people around you my love. Faith overcomes sin. Faith breaks the chains of every single thing that holds you back. Faith is freedom. Your faith that starts out as a tiny little seed will take you on a journey that will change your life forever. Faith allows me to bless you in ways that you have never even thought of. It is my joy to bless you in this way. Faith is light. Faith is joy. Faith is freedom. Faith is life. Faith is love. Faith is breath. Faith is victory. My children, your faith in me means everything. And I want to share with you all the blessings that come with your faith that starts out as a tiny little seed. So today, I say to you, have faith. And I love you. Wow, that's really beautiful, yeah. Kathy. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah. amazing. I love him so much. Mm-hmm. You know, our faith is important to our Creator. So let's continue to grow so we can become mature in our faith. Let's stand on faith together and change our world. Are you with me? We're with you. Yes. All right. <laughs> all right, that's all the time we have today. We enjoy talking, talking about our favorite <laughs> subject, which is faith. Um, and next week, we'll be talking about the human condition. None of us are perfect, right? Right. Right. And we just want to close with this scripture from Hebrews eleven six. And without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith, knowing that He is real, that He rewards the faith of those who passionately seek Him. Yes, and today's episode was edited by Caitlin Beck. Thank you, Caitlin. We would also like to give special recognition to Neil T. Anderson, Bill Johnson, and Chris Valuton. And they have some really good books that will help you understand faith. And we also want to reference both of Kathy's books on faith. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you can find them on her website. They both have great detail in understanding what faith is and what it means to God. Thank you. Before you go, we invite you to please leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. Also, please subscribe. We would appreciate it very much. And thank you for listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into you today. We would love to hear from you, so email us at puretruthpodcast3, the number three, at gmail.com. And please send us your favorite scripture and tell us why it's important to you. All right. Please visit our websites, kathyzaka.com, chosentowrite.com, and susanoffin.com. And we hope you'll join us next time. And remember, live thirsty. Thank you, and may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you his peace. All right, until next time. Susan, Laura, and Kathy. I host the rock podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.